0: But I just simply can't run away from this verse of Scripture this morning. This is our first Sunday back in the house of the Lord for this new year. If there's ever a time that God's people needs to pray and trust and depend upon God, it's today. Today. In the Old Testament book of Second Chronicles, in chapter 7. Some of you already know the verse. But it's verse 14. A word that the Lord put out to His people, His own people, and to His own nation. And it is a promise and a word that still exists for us today. It is a promise that is heaven sent. It is a promise that is God Himself issued. I didn't write it. You didn't write it. The Baptist didn't write it. God wrote it. And God included it into His Word unto all nations, unto every family, and to every individual that is willing... To put their trust and dependency upon Him. This particular verse and this particular promise goes out to a collection of people. It goes out to a collection as a nation of people. And God says and declares, as you stand with me, as we reverence his word together, but God promises and declares in this particular scripture, in this particular verse, he says, if my, who? If my people. Does that include you? I get a Lord a hand if that includes you. Hallelujah. God says in this promise that I'm speaking to my people, my children, those who have relationship with me, and I have relationship with them. And God says and declares that if my people, which are called by my name, I'm a child of God, Alan, amen. I ain't ashamed to be able to say it and be able to declare it and make it known. I belong to Him. I belong to the King of kings and running to the Lord of lords, amen. Don't care what time it is. Don't care what year it is. That never changes. Amen. And God said, if my people, which are called by my name, there's a few things that God asks. And the one thing that God asks of His people, that should not be, there should never be anyone who names the name of God Mose that belongs to the Lord that should not be able to do what God is about to ask them to do. What, what, what's the first thing God asks us to do? What? What? Why is that so difficult? Why are we so proudful and such arrogant people? that we would ever fail to humble ourselves at the throne of Almighty God. You think God knew what he was doing? You think God knew what he was saying? You think God knew what he was asking when he said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves? Now, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't blurt out no answers. But when is the last time you humbled yourself before God? I, I'm not asking when's the last time you said, Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Amen. I'm not asking that. I'm not asking the last time you bowed your head and thanked the Lord for your meal. I'm asking the last time you really humbled yourself before God. When pride went out the window. When ego went out the window. And you humbled yourself. And said God I can't do this without you. I can't make it without you. God said that if my people... Which are called by my name shall humble themselves and what? And pray. They go hand in hand when you think about hum- humbling ourselves and praying. Amen? It starts with the humbling of ourselves, and then comes the outpouring of ourselves. That we cry out unto the Lord in tears. Amen. I'm keeping you standing a long time. God said listen. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then. God says. (laughs) Then. Will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of His Word. You may be seated as a church. I know the one thing that the Lord has put upon my heart today is that God's people should always be praying people. Amen? No preacher should ever have to stand behind a pulpit and look to a congregation and ever have to beg a congregation to be a praying people. God's people, which are called by His name, should always and always be a praying people. The Bible, in fact, exhorts us to pray always. To pray without ceasing. I don't go around all the time with my head bowed and my eyes closed, but I'm always communing with heaven. Heaven, listen, it should be a, a, a prayer, what I like to call, and what the, what the North Carolina Convention called it one time, prayer walking. We always should be prayer walking. And when we talk about prayer walking, it is that even though we appear to everybody else to be going about our normal lives, our normal routines, inside there's, there's this prayer walking that's taking place. I'm, I'm prayer walking. Amen. And whenever I'm going to meet with families or whenever I'm making a phone call or whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm prayer walking Before, during, and after. In a dependency upon the Lord. God's people should always be a praying people. If you're sitting in the house of the Lord, and in those of you, by the way, we welcome you if you're watching by social media. We welcome by FM radio, however you might be tuning in. But this is for everybody. And if you're not here and you answer this question that I'm about to ask uh, uh, in in, in a way, I want to hear from you. But if there's anybody present today, if anybody listening by any source or means today, and you don't have anything whatsoever to pray about, please see me after church. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. Amen. If you have absolutely zero prayer list. And nothing to pray about. Please let me know. I would love to hear it. There are always things. For God's people. For all people to be in prayer about. There are always going to be things that that we need to put our trust and our dependency upon an almighty God that can do all things. Amen? And so, there should always be a pattern, a commitment, a consistency of prayer among God's people that involves humbling ourselves before the Lord and calling upon his name and seeking his face. I talk to folks sometimes and I haven't heard this lately. And I don't hear this as often today as I used to hear it. And hopefully that's a sign of progress but I used to hear of a lot of folks say, "You know, preacher, I pray and it seemed like my prayers just hit the ceiling and fall right back down. Some of you drawled up. <laughs> I'd entertain such a thing if you had a biblical leg to stand on. But no child of God ever has a biblical leg to stand on when they feel like God's unconcerned. God's not listening. God's not interested in what I have to say. Show me that in the Scriptures. Show me where God failed To encourage his people. To seek his face. In fact I think it's James. The apostle James that declares to. Cast our cares upon the one that. Cares about us. Amen. The Bible declares that. When we draw nigh unto God, God in return does what? Draws nine to us. You see, that's the biblical promise. That's the biblical promise. So for anyone to feel like that their prayers are just reaching the ceiling and not reaching heaven is absolutely ridiculous and has no biblical arm whatsoever... To be able to be rel- God loves you. God cares about you. Every part of your life, God cares about. Amen? Who else in this world can you go to that loves you and cares more about you than God does? Mama loves you. Daddy loves you. Grandpa and grandma love and care about you, but they can't do for you what God alone can do for you. I want my grandchildren to know. I I, I know that they know how much they're loved, but you could put all of our family love together and not even come up to a thimble size of God's love. And how much God loves them. And how much God cares about them. And how God is concerned about every part of their life. They grow up quickly, don't they? Katie, I love you. I look over and gosh, she's growing up so quick. Growing up so quick. Greg, I get driver's license. Boys start calling the house. It's a terrible cycle. Josh, yeah. boy, you better be leaning on something besides that shotgun. <laughs> there just comes a time when you kids leave a house, you just got to trust and depend God to look after them. They ain't gonna let you get in the car and go with them but so long. And there are going to be times when they scream, you got to let me grow up. I'm going to make my mistakes just like you did. And that's the bad part. You see, we try to protect them from being us. We don't like to admit that. God cares. I, I, I know that today God wants His people to humble themselves and pray. I want God's people to humble ourselves and, and pray. And boy, do we need to be praying today. How, how many of you, I'm about done, how many of you stayed up and watched the big ball drop and old year go out and new year come in? How many of you made it? Well, we got early bed goers here at New Hope. shoo <laughs> Don't call me after 9 o'clock, preacher. I'm in the bed. (laughs) Uh, I made it. I barely made it, but I made it. I was with mom at mom's. Mom didn't make it. She fell asleep in the recliner. But what bothered me and what got me? It struck a chord with me. I watched some of the news. I watched some of the celebrities after the ball dropped and a new year was ushered in. I watched them say with a heart that was ready to say goodbye to 2020. I watched them say good riddance, 2020. I watched them imply that 2020 was one of the worst years ever. And that collectively they were in an agreement, if you will, from, from newscasters to journalists to celebrities. They were collectively in an agreement to just right off 2020 and right off into 2021. My question, you know I'm a thinker, sometimes that's not good, but my question is, what did you see different from December 31st to January 1st? To say goodbye to an old year and to usher in a new year It's just another day on the calendar. Amen? It's just another 24-hour cycle on the calendar with very little, if any, difference from what you just said goodbye to. Except for God's people. Except for God's people. You see, God's people have so much more. And it doesn't take a 24 cycle on the calendar. It doesn't take saying goodbye to one year and ushering in a new year. It's that way for us every morning. Because the Bible tells us that He renews us every day. I don't have to wait to 2022 to be renewed. I'm renewed every morning. I'm restrengthening or refreshing every time. I look so good all the time. That (laughs) is, I'm sorry, Lord, I apologize. (laughs) That is grace, that is provisions. You know, I got a lot of years in this thing now. Got a lot of years walking with God. I've got a lot of years of, of God coming through. I've got a lot of years of, of God's victories. I, I've got a lot of years of, of God's promises. I've got a lot of years of God's experiences now. Amen? And after a while, that just becomes a great anchor that as I trusted Him in 2020, I can trust Him in 2021. It's no different. It's no different. We have much to pray about. For whatever reason, this week has been an interesting week for me. I've talked to a lot of public health officials as just seemed to be God's course for my week. And I listened as those public health officials talked about the pandemic and talked about COVID and, and, and more specifically talked about the situation and the numbers and, and decisions that hospitals are being forced to make. I, I look out and I say this with absolute compassion to some of our folks that are in church today because you've experienced some of this. They're out of room. they don't have beds available. I've said all along, the jokes and the laughs, I I get sometimes it's easier to laugh at things, but I've always tried to stress to this church that don't, don't disrespect families that have lost loved ones through this pandemic. I don't care if it's one. I'm not interested in are the numbers accurate. Don't don't even go with that. I don't even want to hear that. If half of them are accurate, if five percent of them are accurate, those are lives lost. That are gone. The families have had to give up. To me, that's serious. To me, that, that deserves our prayer time. Our country needs for God's people to humble themselves and pray and seek God's face. Because God's still the only answer. God is still the only answer to any pandemic, To any national crisis, to any and all governmental issues, God is still the answer. And he's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. In closing, as they come get an imitational song ready... I want, I want your final attention, please, just for a moment. I don't, I don't want anyone to miss this with the sermon I've preached. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that God called upon His people? For the healing of their nation. For the protection. For the provision. For the blessings. God called upon His people. He didn't call upon the Gentiles. He didn't call upon the Egyptians. He called upon his people. In other words, as far as God himself is concerned, it wasn't in the hands of the government, it wasn't in the hands of politics, it wasn't in the hands of medical science, It was in the hands of God's people and whether or not God's people would be willing to humble themselves before Almighty God and pray and seek His face. (laughs) The promise hasn't changed, but neither has the challenge. The challenge is still upon God's people and whether or not God's people are willing to humble themselves and pray to an almighty God.